0: Hello, and welcome to the Natural Christian Mamas podcast. We are so glad you're taking the time to listen in today. Our prayer is that this podcast will be an encouragement to you along your journey with Christ. As Natural Christian Mamas, we love Jesus. We embrace a natural lifestyle, and we are raising children to be world changers. We invite you to join our online community group on Facebook, and to check out our resources on our website at www.naturalchristianmamas.org. Hey friends, welcome back to Natural Christian Mamas podcast. Um, I think it's been like a good four years since I've been on this podcast. I know Jackie has done a few here and there and she just recorded our last our our newest episode in this next season and it is fantastic so if you haven't heard it I definitely suggest going back and looking for it it'll be the one before this and it's all about ministry and motherhood and it is fabulous also Jackie is like a born podcaster am I right she just has like the best podcasting voice Anyway, if you don't know me, my name is Bethany, and I'm one of the founders over at Natural Cushion Mamas. I was the second person to come on board um, for the leadership with it, along with Jackie, and I have been a part of it for about seven years. Basically my oldest son was um, just one years old, so it's kind of easy to remember. Um, I'm a mother of seven kids. My oldest through adoption is 20, and my youngest is four months old. Um, We have a very busy and active household. I'm a pastor's wife, and um, I'm a homeschool mom, and we also live in a church. As always, um, on this podcast, or where we're trying to go with it, is... um, We're doing this as a part of our everyday lives. If you can't tell, I have allergies and I'm struggling a little bit this morning. And as I said before, I have seven kids. And so um, it is likely this podcast might get a little bit of background noise from my children. However, I'm hiding in my husband's office, so hopefully that doesn't happen. But um, we just want you to come along in our everyday lives. There is definitely no perfection Uh, here at the NCM podcast. Today I really wanted to talk to you about something that has really been pressed on my heart recently in this season that I am really learning and honestly it has been kind of a challenge for me. It's been quite convicting and that is motherhood is not your highest calling. And I don't know about you, but um, I grew up in a society, in a church world where motherhood is highly valued and I agree with that. And I believe it is one of the highest callings that God can give us, Um, but it, it is not the highest calling of our lives. Being disciples and followers of Jesus, that is the highest calling of our life. We're supposed to be his first, and be in relationship with jesus before anyone else or anything else in our lives and what i've found especially in what i've seen um, in natural cushion mamas is that we often struggle with making jesus a priority in our life or the priority in our life not just a priority but the priority in life you know we're supposed to live our lives in communion with jesus always our whole life is supposed to be an act of worship to Him. But often, we find ourselves not in the Word or not in conversation with Him or not in His church or in His with His body. And I think that that can really affect our motherhood, our marriages, our jobs, um, when we serve in ministry, and every aspect of our life. What I think happens often is Is that we forget to make Jesus first and that when we make Jesus first everything else will tend to fall into place if we have time to scroll on social media and I am so guilty of this if we have time to scroll on social media to put on a Netflix show to listen to music that's like not worship music to listen to a podcast If we have time to call a friend we have time for Jesus and we definitely have time for Jesus even when we're busy moms because we all have time that we can make for him and sometimes I think moms we as moms we can kind of use the excuse of being busy we need to do dishes we need to do laundry and um, using that to really not dig in deeper with Jesus why do we do that why do we get so busy that we think that we don't need him. So today we're gonna talk about eight steps to walking with Jesus first, to making our relationship with Jesus first. Eight steps, I'm not gonna keep you long, they're really short, and they're probably things that you've heard before, but we're just collected them and got them all into one place. So number one, and that's beginning or ending, or beginning and ending your night in the word with Jesus. The word is living, It's not just a book, it's not a self-help book, it's not a ritual or a tradition, right? It is living, active, breathing. So every time we open God's word, he wants to speak to us. And you know, often we hear people say, right, like, God just doesn't speak to me, or I haven't heard from him. Well, how does God speak to us? Oftentimes it's in his word. Everything we need to know about our lives is in this book. and, you know, we have so many times where we're reading scripture and we might have read the same scripture over and over again, and then suddenly this one passage or this one verse will pop out of it because it is God literally saying, I want you to know this today. I want you to hear this today, right? Um, even if we have to schedule time to be in the Word, if you have to set an alarm to remind you to get into the Word, if you um, need to be in a routine to read the word that's okay it's okay to do that you know habit making is important learning um habitual things being able to do something consistently that's important in our life and um if you need to schedule it for your life then do that if that means waking up before the kids do it if that means doing it when the kids are awake and you're drinking your coffee that's okay too um it's okay for your kids to be around when you're in the word. And I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to give you permission. I'm going to give you permission to wake up when your kids wake up and not before them, because we hear that a lot. And that might work really well for a lot of people. For me, that does not work for me. Um, you know, I've had babies for 13 years now. Um, I need to sleep when I can sleep and as long as I can sleep. So my, and it took like a really long time to get out of my brain that I had to wake up and be in the word before my kids got up because we hear that a lot. Um, But I'm going to tell you today that you can be in the word while your children are awake. Maybe you're just all in the living room together. Maybe you're at the breakfast table while your toddler is eating um, her eggs or maybe it's while... Um, your kids if they have a little bit of screen time or reading time in the morning and that's when you get it. Maybe you have older kids and you want them to be in the Word in the morning because that's important for them too. Maybe you just schedule a time where everybody in the house is in the Word during that time. It's okay for your kids to be around or your husband to be around when you're in the Word. In fact, it's a really amazing opportunity To show and share our walks with our children when they see us in the word. It's really important for our kids to see us modeling a relationship with Christ. Um, How will we expect them to walk with Jesus if they've never seen how it should be done, right? Uh, Psalm 92, 1 says, It is good to give thanks to the Lord to sing praises to the most high. It is good to proclaim your unfailing love in the morning, your faithfulness in the evening, accompanied by ten string instrument, a harp, and the melody of a lyre. Now you might not have a harp and that's okay, but it is good to give thanks to the Lord every day and having a heart of gratitude every single day. Be in his word in the morning, and in his word in the evening. Fall asleep to an audio or sorry, fall asleep to the word on audiobook. Number two, prayer is a conversation. Our walk with Christ is a relationship. And I know we've heard this a thousand times. It's not a religion. It's a relationship. Okay. Well, I don't know about you, but if I just like talked to my husband formally once a day, that wouldn't really feel like a relationship. If I just came to him every day as he was sitting in his office and was like, oh, husband you are wonderful can we do this today and that was our only conversation through the day that wouldn't really feel like a relationship and I think oftentimes we have this view of prayer of needing to be in a closet with a shawl on and dedicating four hours to prayer and only that's what you're only doing but really it's a relationship guys when you're washing those dishes Jesus thank you for this food that we had Jesus thank you that you are so good that you provided um this beautiful dish set for me God you are so holy you are so good when you're kneading bread if you make bread or sourdough you know um you know thank you for creating this world or um, sharing with him, God, I'm, you know, I'm just frustrated or God, like my daughter, I'm concerned about her. I really need her. You know, when you're scrubbing little one's toes, you know, when you're, when you're snuggling with your little one, we can always be in constant communication with him. And that's really kind of how a relationship goes, right? Um, Every conversation with my husband isn't a deep sit down, although those times are important. Like, it's important for my husband and I to have date nights where it's just us and we can get a little bit more, right? But our everyday growing, like my relationship with my husband, is usually in the day to day, in the mundane, in the everyday tasks. And that's how it should be with God, you know, if marriage is the model for our relationship or the church is a relationship with God, we can take even those small details and apply it to our walk with Christ. God does not hold a grudge when we miss opportunities to spend time with him, and that is something in the season that God has so been teaching me that if I miss a morning with him, if I forget to go through my day without speaking to him. When I come to him next, he doesn't sit there with his arms crossed going like, oh, Bethany, you did it again. You messed up again. You forgot about me again. No, that's not God's character. That's not who he is. If we miss time with him, his arms are still open. If you have had a season of not walking with Christ intimately, his arms are still open and he's ready and he's not going to hold that against you. He just wants to pour into you now, right? Number three, take advantage of the tools that we have today. And that's one of the beauty of living in 2021 is we have so many resources to be in the word. There are thousands and thousands of books and uh, study tools to help us be in the word. We have things like Alexa's where we can say, Alexa, play worship music at any time during the day. Um... You can put the Bible app on your phone, which is free, and you can look up a passage of Scripture, and the Bible app will literally read it to you. So if you're making dinner or making breakfast, or you are doing school with the kids, or whatever it is that you're doing, you can have Scripture going all the time. That can be your time in the Word. It's okay to listen to it, okay? And having, uh, making our homes a place of worship where we have worship music going, we are so blessed to live in a time where we have constant, wonderful, amazing worship music that we can play every day. And I don't know about you guys, but when my home is filled with worship music, it changes the atmosphere because it help, it welcomes the Holy Spirit here. And it literally changes the my attitude, my children's attitude, my husband's attitude, because it draws us into being in relationship and communion with him. Utilize the tools that you have today. We have journals. You can buy a Bible at a thrift store for 50 cents. You can be in His Word. You can download a free app on your phone. It is so easy to use these tools to be in the Word and to not let things like our phone being a distraction, but actually being an aid for our relationship with Christ. Number four, and I want you to hear me on this because. This is so valuable, and that's intimate accountability. Those one to three people, you know, Jesus had the multitude that followed him. He had the, you know, the 500 believers that consistently followed him. He had the 12 disciples, and then Jesus had the three that he was intimately close with, right? We need those friends to walk with us, people we can dig into the word with, People who will speak life into us, people that we will speak life into, people who will pray and lay hands on us, people who are willing to go through the trenches and the swamp and the darkness with us and to walk hand in hand and arm in arm saying, I am with you intimate accountability. Ladies, we need accountability. We need intimacy and friendship and discipleship. We need to be discipled. It doesn't matter where you are on your walk. You might be a pastor's wife or a pastor yourself. You still need intimacy or an intimate accountability. You still need discipleship of somebody who has gone before you and is bringing along or who's walking side by side with you. In fact really we should have the you know both of that we should have somebody who's discipling us actively we should have somebody that we're walking in friendship with and then we should have somebody that we are discipling right that's kind of how the new testament models it for us um, with paul and uh, that's something that we really need to apply into our life as well number five kind of goes into the same group but it expands it a little bit and that's small groups small groups small groups are important those um that those families that you walk with and you do life with i cannot stress how important that is if you don't have it find it create it yourself open up your home host people in your home anybody can anybody can you don't even have to have a gift of of hospitality um recently within the past year and a half we have joined a new church my husband is actually on staff here And when we came to this church, I kind of had the chance to decide where I was going to plug in first. And one of the very first things that I did was join um, a ladies' prayer group. And it just so happened that this prayer group is usually uh, women who are older than I am, who have kind of gone before me. And I am so grateful that I did that because I get to go and glean from these women who have raised their children who are warriors who have seen miracles upon miracles and they get to pour into me even though my husband's a pastor because that doesn't exempt me that doesn't make me superhuman or holy right Um just a regular mom in her 30s um, but that's really a powerful time to have those small groups and small groups can look different it could be you know, tea time with other moms. It could be maybe a home church. It could be any of any of those things, right? But those small groups, so first we have that intimate accountability, that discipleship, that one-on-one, and then we it a little bit to those small groups like Jesus with his 12, right? And those are the people you're just living life with, you're digging in with. And then number seven, and maybe this will ruffle some feathers, I'm sorry, this is number six, but make church a priority. Yeah, make church a priority. And I am not talking about listening to a sermon online because, yeah, you can get fed like that. I'm talking about the fellowship of the believers being in the church. If you just Google verses, you know, that talks about, you know, being in church uh, hundreds come up. The New Testament is full. Like the New Testament, I would say like a good portion of it is about the church to the church, the importance of church, church needs to be a priority, having leadership over us should be a priority. Um being in in community with fellow believers is a priority in our life and me. And that could be a really large church, it could be a medium-sized church, it could even be a home church. Right? But church needs to be a a priority in our life, being in church with believers. And I will stress, it should be a healthy church. Right? Um, And I hear a lot of times people saying, well, I haven't found the right church. And you know, sometimes kind of like when meeting a spouse, um, it might not always be love at first sight. Sometimes you have to dig in a little bit deeper to really connect. But be in church, connect in church. Um, that is a vital to our walk with Christ. There is a reason why the New Testament is so focused on the church. It's because it is vital for our walk. Um, Jesus' plan A for the world is the church, you guys. And number seven, that's serve. Serving. And you might not think, like, or you might think, how can I serve in church or how can I serve Christ if I'm a mess? And that's kind of the beauty of Jesus is that if you look in the scripture, God is always turning upside down and using the unexpected for his glory. Like that's what God does. Okay. That a king, a savior would come and be born in a stable from a little town where nothing good comes out of. Using a young girl, a virgin, probably a teenager. That's unexpected. That's not normal. We would never think the savior of the world would come to us in that way, right? Using a little boy or a young teenager with a couple of stones to kill a giant, that's unexpected. That's not, that's not how things are done. It should have been Saul who killed Goliath. He was taller and bigger than everybody else and he was good looking and strong and he had the history and he was a king and he was royalty but he wasn't the one to defeat Goliath. It was a young boy kind of with an attitude problem. God is always using the unexpected for his glory and part of that is in when we serve God pours into us. He does every time. When we are the hands and feet of Jesus, Jesus also takes care of us. He doesn't neglect us. It's an opportunity to pour out into others what God is pouring into us. And it might be that your vessel that you has very, very little oil left like the widow with Elijah. You might have just a drop of oil left. I only have this oil left for me and my son and then jesus comes along and says will you give that oil will you share that oil and guess what happens every time we do he just makes sure we're still filled and we never run out what a beautiful picture of christ and just like Jackie's previous podcast, I would encourage you to serve because it is so vital. Serve in your local church. Serve in a ministry that you're passionate about. Serve the homeless community of, of your area. Serve your children. Serve your husband. And I'm not. I'm, I don't mean in like a slave like way. But being a servant of Christ, being His hand and feet, following the example that Jesus has set to, for us that is vital for our walk and we can't neglect that. Our walk isn't just being in the word every day or having prayer time. It's a combination of these things to really create a healthy, living, thriving relationship with Jesus. And that brings me to number eight. And number eight is we need to live our lives in a constant prostate of being in communion With Jesus it's not a list to be checked off of oh I went to church I went to my small group check check I read my devotional check it's not a checklist it's not a list of rules of things that we have to do that's not what it is it's being in a constant moment of worship of communion one-on-one with Jesus you know, I, I go back to the example of my husband and I, and my husband and I are really good partners. We're really good friends, probably before anything else. We work well together. So our parenting, our children is constant back and forth. We share the load. We work together and we're in constant communication of each other. Hey, I need you to do this. Oh, hey, let's talk about this that's going on in our community. Anything, I can share anything with him. And it's the same with Jesus. It's not just, oh, prayer time, I'm done today. Man, why do I feel so stagnant? Man, why is God not not talking to me? I read my devotional. Well, it's being in a constant communion and communication with him. That means listening to worship music while we're changing the sheets and just praising him. That means coming out of our comfort zone and practicing hospitality and serving one another and opening our homes. There are so many different ways, so many different examples. But the most important thing is living in a constant communion with Jesus. Always. It's not a checklist, guys. It's not a recipe for perfection. It's an ongoing, living, active relationship. I would like to thank you so much for joining me today and talking about this. You can find me over at Natural Christian Mamas. You can also follow me on social media. My Instagram and TikTok handle is at Maple and Roots. I would love to dig in deeper with you. Don't forget to join our community if you haven't done so. You can just search Natural Christian Mamas on Facebook or, I'm sorry, Natural Christian Mamas community on Facebook and find our group. Make sure you fill out all of the questions to join the ministry um, because we're not just a regular moms group. We are an actual ministry. You can follow our Facebook page, head over to our website, NaturalCushionMamas.org. Thank you once again for joining me and I look forward to talking with you next time.